Welcome back to the Get Your Guy Fantasy Football Podcast. The GYG is here for these playoff weekends. We got Trey, Team Money, DFS stud lately in the house. Trey, you there? I am. How are we doing, guys? Well, it's just us two here. The other guys uh, <laughs> had a couple of things to take care of. Hopefully some guys are listening to this tomorrow. So well, those are the guys I'm talking to. Yes, yes. The, the, those guys and girls are all out there right now. Oh, some yep. of them. Some of them are struggling right now with all of this COVID hitting the NFL like a plague right now. How many teams? I mean, the Rams are down 20 plus players. The Browns are down 20 plus players, right? Miami. This is uh, getting out of hand. So, yes, people are freaking out right now trying to figure out who the hell am I even going to be able to put in there. But rest assured, hopefully all of this carnage is hitting the, the guy or girl you're going up against also, hopefully, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's spreading fast, and you <laughs> you never know who's gonna catch it. Close contact. Uh, it's it's just crazy, man. Um, just stay on your uh, toes and be ready to pick up uh, the next man up. And I know you don't think a third or fourth receiver is gonna do a damn thing, but uh, you know, uh, we all saw what happens when Keenan Allen was out, right? Uh, two guys went off, uh, Guyton and Palmer. So these guys go averaging four points a game. They both throw 15, 16 points up. So just be prepared to look for that third and fourth receiver when the main guy goes out. I like that Palmer for a nice little sneaky dynasty for next year. If you're trying to pick up players or whatever and scoop them on your team for next year. Yeah, no, he's a solid uh, rookie. He's got got a bright uh, future. Uh, They do have Guyton, uh, but Guyton's kind of their uh, one-trick pony deep guy. Palmer's kind of an all-around guy. He would be the guy I would want. I think he's going to be the guy uh, replacing Keenan Allen. When Keenan Allen was out, Palmer had the highest snap percentage uh, spike, so he he clearly played that role, and Guyton's uh, snap percentage stayed the same. So if you're playing... Uh, which you're not going to know this because we're recording tonight, but yeah, basically all my DFS plays tonight are mainly on Guyton and not, uh, not Palmer just because Keenan Allen's back. Yes. And so for folks who don't know for uh, today, we're not going to really go through all the game matchups like we normally do today, today with this being playoff weekend and so much carnage going around, we're going to try to highlight some of the player matchups that actually are still alive this weekend. If you're out there playing and, and maybe some guys on the wire who you may just have to go scoop up and insert into the starting lineup due to all this uh, halftime, we'll do touch on some dynasty little nuggets and then we'll finish up in the second half with DFS. For those who don't know, uh, Mr. T Money has been bringing in G's in the tens uh, with his latest <laughs> DFS winnings. And so we'll go over sort of some of those strategies for some folks who are saying, you know what? Fuck that. I've been playing DFS. I haven't won G's. Well, neither yeah. had Trey until recently, right? So we'll go over that, though, in the second half. Yeah, I got my ass. Uh, you know, I, I would put in three to 400, maybe even up to 500 every year, uh, you know, in August. And then I quickly would just, uh, you know, milk it. I do five, 10, $20 ones, nothing more than $20. Yeah. And by halfway through the year, my, my, my money would just dwindle away. And I never understood why. I always be like, man, you just got to get lucky on these things. Apparently I thought I knew what I was doing, but, uh, I'll get into that a little later on, uh, kind of how I feel like you can get the best value. All right, well, let's get into these week 15 matchups. I don't count plays, make plays count. I don't count days, make days count. I don't count the bears, make the bears count. I don't count the haters, make the haters count. Came from the bottom, I appreciate everything. Came from the bottom, right, I so the big one here, the one of these games the I'd like to get into because uh, the players, uh, I'm curious your thoughts here on how you think this will turn out here. These are the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars here who are going to be hosting the Texans. The big news was Urban Meyer is out. Uh, do you, you know, sometimes we see these teams sort of rally together when a head coach is kind of of out the door now, right? I mean, do you expect these Jaguars to have a nice day against the Texans? They're favored by five. I do. And it's not just any normal coach, right? It's a coach that supposedly kicked his kicker when he was doing stretches. Josh Lambeau, he supposedly bitched out his coaching staff. He undermined uh, players uh, by going out and clubbing when they weren't allowed to go out. Like you are pukes. 
You are the lowest form of life on earth. You are not even human fucking beings. You are nothing but unorganized, grabastic pieces of amphibian shit. He, he, he was such a bad seed that I would say that this is going to uh, be a bigger spike than normal. Uh, I had the Texans plus three and a half. I had the Texans prop bets laid all over, and then I had to pull everything back once I heard this firing. Uh, happened. Um, I was really high on Davis Mills this week. I was really high on um, either is it Burkhead's out, so I was going to jump all over David Johnson or um, uh, uh, the other uh, David Johnson or I can't think of his name, uh, Burkhead, um, and see who kills off the fourth quarter uh, because they were going to be winning the fourth. But now with him being gone, Urban Meyer, uh, Jacksonville's going to put up a fight, and I would. My biggest uh, DFS play might be James Robinson. Uh, he is a way better talent than uh, the coach ever let him be. Um, he, I think the main reason why all this came crashing down this week was uh, James Robinson was the only reason they were either moving the ball, ever even got a win. Uh, anything positive was because of him. And I think last game he got six carries. Um, so teammates were looking at, coaching staff sideways and that was probably the final straw so i'm all over james robinson moving forward uh dynasty trade candidate dfs play this week against my texans and of course going back the other way i like davis mills he's had a couple really good games in a row here and i like uh i like brandon cooks and as a cheap dfs play or if you're in a pinch brevin jordan he's starting to get the snaps he's had uh, two top 10 finishes out of the last three weeks and tight ends and um He's basically a receiver playing tight end. Yeah, sorry about that, Trey. I meant to say, uh, what about old Nico over there, though, too? I mean, I like his big body, his big frame. He got a lot of targets last week. Uh, just yeah. curious if some of that can I'm pour very, over. I'm very high on, on Nico in general. I just don't know if it's a little too early for him. Um, but against Jacksonville, I think you could maybe sneak him in there, especially maybe I would consider him, like, you know, definitely third or fourth receiver in a pinch. Uh, it, it's just... You're trusting two rookies here, you know. You're trusting Davis Mills and Nico at that point together. Um, you, you know, more of a dynasty, definitely trending upward. Uh, definitely should have been higher than a third round pick. Uh, he looks the the real deal. Six foot four, four four, forty inch vertical. Um, it's just uh, Davis Mills uh, hit Nico. Um, you know, it could go either way. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, definitely Nico's not a bad option if you if you just got all your players on COVID this week and you're trying to fill two or yes. three more wide receiver slots, you know, right? so he may Yeah, be if you're there. looking between like, yeah, like a Nico and a Braxton Barrio, something like that, I could I could see that, you know, so yeah, yeah. definitely. Hey, old Braxton, he got those targets yeah, with Elijah yeah. Moore out. <laughs> Didn't do much with them, but no. he got them. <laughs> well, and no. that's the thing is, I trust, real quick, I trust uh, Davis Mills way more than uh, old, old pretty boy. Uh, Zach Wilson. What I only I only remember I had to go snag Braxton because I knew that old Wilson liked him with Elijah Moore coming out. You know, he likes throwing to his guy who looks like him, I guess, though, and not the other wide receivers. But nevertheless, it looks like oh, uh, Flacco may be coming in possibly anyway to replace him. We'll see about that one. Yeah, keep it on Jamison Crowder if we're talking Jets real quick. I He was a smash last week for me in DFS. Everyone was smashing him. He didn't fucking pay off. He had six targets, but only caught three balls. But uh, with all these people dropping, I think they're going to they're gonna target Jamison a lot. So uh, I I don't – I you know, DFS, you got to have short-term memory. You can't hold grudges. Uh, sometimes I go right back to the well when they burn me because uh, that's how this shit goes, man. When I think, oh, uh, speaking of those Jets, I think Michael Carter may be uh, coming back soon, though, too. It's possible. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, and they Ty, may... I believe Ty's out. So Michael Carter does have a very green arrow next to his name. Some DFS little nuggets there for the <laughs> folks, though. Uh, but I want to talk about maybe some of these players, at least. Uh, so we kind of touched on Trevor. Uh, well, we touched on that Texans game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is one of those quarterbacks. So I was thinking, you know, there's some injuries that are coming up, uh, even uh, Mr. Uh, Josh, uh, uh, Josh Allen is a little banged up, I think, at the moment, too. Yeah, from what yeah. I saw. Uh, there's just quarterbacks who are, you know, uh, the is Stafford playing or is he out? Uh, I'll let you know real quick. Keep talking, Trevor oh, yeah, Lawrence. No. Yeah, he's playing. Trevor, La Trevor Lawrence, uh, had a, a one point game and a 6.8 .8 game, so he hasn't got over seven points the last two weeks. Uh, if I had to put money on it, this might be Trevor's best game of the year. Uh, I really believe Urban Meyer, uh, looking Stifled. sideways, 
Yeah, yeah. He looks sideways. Like he just he he basically took the confidence out of you, and um and that's what he did in my opinion to Trevor. I think Trevor's gonna have a bunch of pressure lifted off of him. He's just gonna let it let it rip. And uh, if they get the running game going with James Robinson, I think they can play action off of that, and Trevor will be decent against Houston. Yeah, I like. I, I know it's Jones. hard to say, but I just I just know what happens when coaches get fired, and you happen to play a weak defense like Houston. Yeah, because of that, I like Marvin Jones this week, especially yeah. he's one of those guys who may be on the wire because somebody cut him in frustration. You've got to fill in a spot. Uh, that's a guy to maybe look to see if he's available out there, Marvin Jones, if, if this is an inspired Jags team. Eddie, and I would say Chenault too, man. Chenault has looked better to my eyeball test than Marvin Jones of late. So just keep an eye on Chenault. Right. You know, that's another one of those kind of weird James Robinson, Carlos Hyde, where Chenault was put behind Agnew, right? I wonder if that was kind of like a <laughs> locker room, like personality, yeah. right? He just didn't jive well with Urban, so Urban yeah, stuck I, him to the side. I mean, when, when I'm just going to say one thing. When Urban, I'm sorry, Carlos, I came and talk. Carlos Hyde split carries with James Robinson. Not only split, got more carries game one than James Robinson. It, it was, it shit went off the cliff right there. Um, and so that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Like, they, it was dead from day one. And then they slowly started bringing James back in. They actually won a game. They actually got close into the fourth quarter on a couple more games because James Robinson was beasting. And then they slowly went back to just throwing, throwing, throwing. But, yeah, no moss. Hopefully it's all positive going forward. And uh, you just got the bad rotten out of there with Urban Meyer. Well, what about some quarterbacks? If you are uh, sort of hurting on quarterback, especially in a single quarterback league, uh, you're not really, or they just have a bad matchup. So some players I think that may be out there on the wire to consider, especially in a single quarterback league, is Taysom Hill is getting those rushing yards. You know, he, he may be out there on the wire still. Uh, don't, you know, don't, he may not be the best quarterback, but we're talking fantasy. Uh, Taysom could help you out. He's already helping out the folks who decided to start him already. Uh, Tua versus the Jets is another quarterback who could be out there, and Jimmy G versus the Falcons. Uh, all three of those could be serviceable if you're hurting, your starter is down. Yeah, well, no, I agree with all of those. All those. Tua came on off, coming off the bye week. Uh, they have no healthy running backs. Um, I heard the whole running back uh, room might be out, except yeah. for Malcolm Brown. Um, right. So two is a slam. Waddle's going to be out, which sucks, but he still has Gasecki and he still, I think Parker's coming back this week, but Waddle being out is definitely going to hurt him. I love Jimmy G against the Falcons, uh, especially with banged up running backs. Elijah Mitchell's still going to be half, half, you know, 50 50 here. So Jimmy G is definitely, uh, you should get um, a healthy Debo back this week and Taysom Hill. I mean, I don't, he's doing the Jalen Hurts. You know, it doesn't look great, but you look up and then the fourth quarter, he's going to get you that 20 point floor. So, Taysom Hill is just so solid. Um, as long as he doesn't get benched, um, I think he's safe. Well, and speaking of that uh, that same game, that Falcons 49ers game, we'll move into that running back room. Uh, definitely Mr. Elijah Mitchell is being held out at the moment off of the practice field due to the concussion. He still hasn't passed uh, those That's concussion. Scary. Yeah, because it's you know, normally if a guy's sitting out, you're like, ah, well, he's sitting out, but he, he should still play. Like, not in this concussion instance. That means that he's just not allowed to practice. And so he needs to pass that if he's going to be able to play. And that's not something you can just, you know, turn on at, at a whim, you know. So uh, look out for Jeff Wilson. You may have to pick him up if you've got guys starting. I suspect most people in the playoffs right now are having to put in backup running backs everywhere, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Jeff Wilson's not sexy, but, you know, you're going up against other ba backups. So right. it's like, is my backup better than your backup, you know? Um, and all it needs is a touchdown, you know? I mean, really, and his points are decent then. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I would still look at, I hate to say this, but I would little, just my opinion on this game flow and how this is going to go, I, I think it's going to be... Uh, I think it's going to be back and forth. I, I mean, Atlanta can move the ball well enough. They were moving the ball fine. They didn't even play quarter L Patterson in the fourth at all. They didn't need to. Um, this last game, they were just coasting against Carolina. Um, and so with a healthy, healthy Cordell, I, I think this could not, like, it won't be a blowout. Just San Fran walking away with it. Um, very familiar team with each other. Shanahan used to be the OC over there. So Matt Ryan knows his kind of, uh, the way he likes to play him. And so I, I think this could be a nice little back and forth game. I'm going to be targeting this game in DFS. I think I'm going to be putting in a lot of Iuke, a lot of Samuel, kind of rotating both of them on one side. 
and then rotating Cordell Patterson and Justin Gage. Those are my two plays. Gage uh, caught three catches for, I believe, 45 yards in the first drive. Uh, and then after that, uh, he only caught two the rest of the game because they didn't really need him. They were just tucking Carolina wasn't putting up a threat. So if Gage is in a shoot a back and forth game, Gage should get closer to that, you know, seven, eight catches, maybe closer to 100 yards or even over. That's right. Russell Gage may be on that wire as well, though. So snag him up if you need somebody because uh, he'll probably get the targets. If it goes according to Vegas, Vegas has the Niners by nine point favorites. And so if it goes that yeah. route, then, yeah, they yeah. may be passing to kind of keep up. And Gage didn't get one target, I don't believe, in the second half of last game. So you look at his box score, you just got to take into context why it was like that. I mean, he could have easily had twice the numbers if he needed to. Well, let me throw this out there then, too, for the folks who are just struggling to figure out who the fuck should I start? You know, they're probably wrestling between this dud or that dud, right? And so let me just highlight at least that Vegas, the top three scoring games this weekend, that Niners-Falcons is one of them. If you're looking for players to put in, uh, Vegas has that one as one of the highest games this weekend. Uh, They are projecting low scores across the board, but that's one of the highest, along with the Arizona-Detroit game. They're expecting the Cardinals to be putting up quite a bit of points so at least if you have some Cardinals players maybe this is the time that you can roll out a Christian Kirk right to uh, try to get out there and get some catches that's the time I would definitely roll them out um you know the Lions 12 point favorites yeah and I believe uh AJ uh one of them's out Hopkins is out that's right Hopkins is out uh I I hate to say it man (laughs) I like AJ Green I've never played him once in any leagues or DraftKings anywhere all year all year, I've never played A.J. Green, and I think this is the game I'm going to finally play this dude in DFS. So I like A.J. Green and Kirk in this game. Uh, another reason why I like them both, Connor, uh, questionable, questionable, very questionable. If Connor is out, then we're smashing all of the Kirk and A.J. Green shares we can get. And Kyler Murray, because Kyler Murray's now going to have to rush it in. He's going to probably get a rushing touchdown or two if, if Connor's out. Even if Edmonds plays, you still smash Kyler Murray because Edmonds isn't going to run it in from the red zone and he's we don't know how healthy it is like he could be literally 80 percent just trying to get it done because Connor's out so Kyler Murray AJ Green Christian Kirk even Rondell Moore has an uptick yeah Kyler big time favorite quarterback for this particular weekend out of all the quarterbacks for sure though uh that third game. The only, is, yeah, real quick, the only problem is is that the that they could just get out so far ahead, Jay, that they don't play starters in the fourth. You know, that's just what you worry about with uh, Arizona's really good D against Detroit, you know. So you just the, the you know, we we go through this in the NBA, the basketball league, when when those blowouts happen, you you just get burned. All right. Well, and sometimes on those uh, when Vegas has those twelve point games like that. At home for Detroit. Remember, didn't Detroit just get their first victory last weekend? Yeah, they they did. They did. And if you're a betting man on spreads, I would take Arizona because of that. Detroit just got their win. They're probably going to just be a little more complacent. They just don't want to go winless. They still want to get a high pick. I'm not saying they're trying to lose. I'm just going to say they're not going to play like their life's on the line like they did last week. So um, I like St. Brown. I like Reynolds. Uh, Swift and Hawk are very questionable. I think so, Hawk is done for the season now. I yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it right now, they put them on a they put them on IR. So, dude, St. Brown and Reynolds are big time smashes. I, like, I'm, I'm I'm talking DFS, and I'm talking solid, solid uh, receiver three or flex for any position. They should be trailing the whole game. They can't run the ball. Um, Swift, even if he comes back, he's probably going to be very, very questionable. So, I like St. Brown and Reynolds. I hate to say it, but like. They're going to be trailing the whole game, and they can't run. All right. Well, let's get to that third game. If you're looking for those players, I think you guys touched on it last episode. This is the Buccaneers hosting the Saints, and if you've got your Bucks, you're thankful that they are not COVID-stricken and that they are playing this weekend, right? So you're starting all the Bucks. However, Mr. Fournette has not been practicing this week, so I wonder if this is an opportunity for somebody to go grab Ronald Jones off of the wire if they're desperate for somebody uh, maybe get to insert him. Damn, that's quite crazy, dude. I just I'm, I'm looking at it, and I didn't I didn't know about this Fournette news uh, until you just said it right here. Uh, so much news is coming out. I guess. I yes, it is. It's <laughs> funny. Is uh, I've been holding on to Ronald Jones in many, 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 many leagues. And um, I think I'm knocked out of the, the playoffs in those leagues, so it doesn't even matter to me. But I've been waiting for this day where Fournette can't go. So, yeah, no, Ronald Jones, huge play if Fournette can't go. 
But just to be honest, man, uh, the Saints play Tampa Bay really good, um, really, really good. Um, they're, 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 I mean, Tom Brady, I think they beat them last two times. They played them outright. Um, so I expect this to be a low-scoring game. I would take the under in this game. And I would I, – Camara, it's going to be hard for him to run on Tampa. Tampa Bay is yeah. one of the best rundies. Saints have another one of the best rundies. So I, I feel like they're both going to bottle each other up. Um, that's why I like the under. But, yeah, uh, you got to keep playing Godwin. This dude's trying to catch, you know, 100 balls in the second half of the season somehow. Uh, Godwin, Gronk is on a mission. Evans on a mission. Those three, it's crazy. They're all basically – Number one receivers are number one tight ends. Uh, I, it's hard to – and Fournette is the number one. We, we talked about this in the last podcast. There's four number one skill position players. Uh, it's nuts. I don't I remember last time that's happened. Um, and then on the other side, I, I don't really know who I would trust besides Hill and Kamara. Um, yeah, you got yeah. you got anyone, Jay? Nope, I know nope. Troutman's – okay. <laughs> nope, 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 that's nope, it. Troutman the- might be coming back. I know you can attack Tampa secondary, so I want to say Callaway. I want to say, you know, Traquan, but my brother would know better than me. I don't watch the Saints as close as him. No, I just uh, I don't trust anybody else over there. Uh, taste with Taysom throwing, uh, just uh, yeah. yeah. So no, I don't. Uh, but as far as the Ronald Jones, I think the only reason why I, I'm also a little bit higher on him this week is because I believe the Bucks are one of those teams that, uh, you know. Fournette is not their Derrick Henry, you know, where they're like, well, we'll just rest him all week and then we'll start him because we have to. Like, the Bucks right. don't have to start Fournette. They can say, you know what, let's let him get fully healthy. Let's put Ronald in there for, for a little bit this week and uh, get Fournette back next week, you know I mean? So exactly. I could see them doing that, uh, some of these teams that are have luxury backfields. So. Right. I uh, agree the, with all that. The other one to pick up probably is uh, Mr. Dearness Johnson. If he is out on that uh, wire, uh, he's probably picked up in most leagues, but he's still available out there in some leagues for people who are just not paying attention to all the news that's slamming us. And yes, while Nick Chubb will be starting the game, uh, surely they are lacking on weapons on the Browns right now with most of their team uh, decimated by COVID. So uh, I, I like Dearness Johnson to maybe get some touches this weekend too. Yeah, I like Dearness Johnson as an individual talent. How much touches he gets, I don't know, but I think he's really efficient with them. So I'm hoping he gets the touches because I think he's just as good as you know, uh, probably a shade below Kareem Hunt. I'll, I'll be nice, uh, but I I, uh, I like him. I like I like Peoples Jones, man. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Hooper's out this week, right? So yep. uh, Hooper was a smash play for me until he got out. Now Peoples Jones is. Uh, people Jarvis uh, Jones, is out. Um, does a lot with little, and Jarvis uh, is out, Baker and we know a little sweet connection with him. So I would definitely be looking uh, people's Jones, and I hate to say it, but Dearness Johnson for both DFS plays. Those they should be two cheap options for you. Well, when remember Trey, uh, people's Jones will not be catching passes from Baker, and he will not. Oh, be it's catching, Case. No, he will not be catching passes from Case Keenum either. He will but be catching be passes from Nick Mullins, who likes to throw it down the field. Oh, even better. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm putting a check mark. All right, real quick, guys. I'm going to tell you a little secret before we get to DFS. So there's a lot of handicappers that bet on the spread, minus seven, minus six, whatever. A lot of these guys try to predict the spreads before they look at the spreads. Because once you look at numbers, they kind of sway you one way or another. So what I've been doing lately to try to go up another level is when I start uh, seeing what happened last weekend and then how the flies drop. People coming back, the news coming out on Monday, who's hurt, who has COVID. I just start putting notes in my phone. And I, be- I literally just put names in my phone and I put a little check mark if they hit, if any good news comes about. And then if they have like a good matchup or uh, a more good news comes out, like another dude drops out or the, the other defense, something happens to the defense, they get another check mark. And then if they, by the end of the week, get three check marks, then they're a fucking legitimate play for me. And then what I do is I then get on DraftKings on a Friday or Saturday when all the news has come out and I haven't looked at the numbers at all. I don't know who's expensive, who's cheap, who's what, but I have all these notes in my phone on who I like because the values have not changed since they've come out on Monday. The DraftKings values have not changed with all this news coming out, but your thoughts are changing on these guys. And I don't want these pre-programmed numbers from Monday affecting your decision on a Friday. So what I try to do is put all these news and notes in my phone with dudes names like, Look, I have a note that says People Jones, especially if Hooper's out. Uh, I got uh, Gabe Davis. You know, I like him a lot this week because of the type of game they're going to play. I got Cooks and Brevin Jordan going against, you know, RSG and Gibson because McLaurin's out. 
I got Michael Carter because it's his first game back. A lot of these running backs who come back when they've been rested, they are now got the fresh legs, which I love, the, the Dalvin Cook from uh, last week. Um, I got James Robinson because of the coach being fired. You know, I got uh, A.J. Green because Hopkins is out. And I'm just having these notes. I got uh, Justin Gage because he didn't even need to play in the second half of last game. I got Keenan Allen because he sat out all last week with uh, COVID. And, and um, so he's going to be fresh this week. Uh, signs with Miles Sanders, especially if Jalen Hurts plays. I like him. Penny, if no AP. Uh, J- Jonathan Taylor, note next to him every single week. So it doesn't matter. You just plug Jonathan Taylor in. Uh, Waddle and Parker, especially since all Miami running backs are out um, with Fuller. And then, you know, I just have all these notes in there. So when I sit down on Friday, Saturday, it just when I start, when I see the prices come up and I already have kind of uh, influences in my head of how who I like already, when I see a really good value, all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, I really like this guy. Uh, or if it's really expensive, value, I'm like, ooh, I don't like this guy at all. And that's kind of the icing on the cake is the money, you know. So it's almost like game script means more. Uh, who has COVID, who's injured, who gets upticks because of that means more. And all those mean way more because that's how you're going to find the value players. You want to find value players so you can then put in the guys for four to five grand. Then you have the money to spend on the guys for 10 to, you know, nine to 10 grand. And um, that's just my strategy. It's been working out great. And that's how I kind of get an idea of what type of players I'm looking at, what kind of pool I want to work with. And if they have three check marks by the end of the week, they're considered a core play for me. If you're a core play, that means you're going to be mixed amongst the group. And then I have some fringe players that I like to sprinkle in. But for example, I'm going to probably have about six to eight core players a week where I'm like, I want this guy in almost any lineup I can get him in. And I create probably 20 to 30 lineups a week. So, you know, you need a lot of core players with overlap. And um, that's just my strategy, guys. And hopefully, you know, when you're listening to podcasts, you're listening to news and notes come out, start putting stuff in your phone. Don't look at DraftKings. And then when you sit down and look at DraftKings, like then you're not you don't have any kind of, you know, biased persuasion of leaning towards one way or another because you saw the dollar amount before all these news and notes came out. That's just that's it works for me. And uh, also another trick is I do uh, half my lineup sober. And then I smoke a fat joint and do half my lineup stone. The reason I do this is because you get complacent. Your brain will kind of lock on to certain ideas. And what you'll end up doing is you'll you'll have too much overlap and not enough correlation. Sometimes you need those extra special powers to get a little creative and come up with ideas that you never would have come up with. If especially if you're in tournaments and GPPs and you want to swing for fences, you gotta get creative. You don't want to have the same usage as everyone else. Uh, and you want to just kind of, you want to look for ways to kind of like just, uh, have some kind of uh, correlation without, you know, people having the same lineup. And that's when maybe smoking a fat bowl and getting uh, creative and put some lines together. So you're kind of in two different states of minds and that's, those are two little tricks I have. And then we'll go on some more a little bit later. Halftime hits. Yeah, baby. All right, uh, we're going to be talking some of that DFS, some DFS nuggets for those people in the DFS. And I know, I know, Trey, that there are a number of people who are playing in really, really deep leagues, as you and Jared would like for the Dynasty League to be, these 30-player leagues. So what that means to me is these guys that I may be mentioning, chances are they're not on your wire if you're in a 30-man league. Chances are somebody owns them. Now, I don't really like that. I like the way our roster size right now is 23 players. Uh, you have nine starters. Your bench, you basically have a bench player for every single starter you have and some. And you've got a couple of slots for rookies. I like that because anytime that there are players that fell through the cracks, they're on the wire. Whereas if we had a 30-person you know, sort of roster, well, now you have to go pay higher for him and trade for him to somebody else who really doesn't even know what they have probably they just happen to have him because they you know draft him on their roster and so i don't like that you have to like overpay for somebody now because if you approach somebody they're not going to give them to you for cheap they're going to suspect something even if they don't know anything about that player and you're going to overpay for them so i i kind of like where we're at in this kind of median we're at where we're about 23 players deep 
10, you know, 230 players. Uh, so having said that, Gabe Davis, you mentioned him. I really like Gabe Davis. 2022 for president there, wide receiver. He's, I feel like Diggs, I mean, excuse me, Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders are only getting older. They may not, they're going to be a little bit further in their 30s next year. Josh Allen and the Bills are going to continue to keep throwing and be a prolific offense. Greg Davis has got the body. He's got the talent to show where he's proven he's a red zone target. Josh Allen likes hitting him. And he can do some yak if you've seen him do that here and there on some plays. So I think Greg Davis could be a top 20 wide receiver next year for the Bills. Uh, somebody who I think is a good dynasty target if you were yeah. looking I highly agree, and I'm just looking at DraftKings prices because it's the first time I'm doing this all week, just transparency guys here, and uh, he's 3700 and I'm like trying to find another receiver in this price range that I would actually take in that range, and he, he's it, man. 3700 for Gabe Davis. I like Nico Collins at 3500 but I feel so much safer with Gabe at 3700 um so he's yeah got more I, starts under his belt right he's got more plays under his belt better quarterback a yes. quarterback that's not gonna uh they don't hand the ball off it's he throws it 50 times a game um I, I i love that uh gabe davis call i would be trading for him as a trade candidate i definitely think uh emmanuel sanders and beasley could be gone any year now seriously any year now i i i would put money that one of them leaves this year um and yeah that's a great call I definitely would trade for him. Yeah, Gabe Davis, he is starting this weekend, folks. So, yeah, he may be on your wire, too, if you're you're looking for those people to start. So uh, let me go into another wide receiver I like for Dynasty for 2022, folks. We're talking 2022. Uh, I also like Mr. Tyler Johnson for the Buccaneers because I've got to believe – Mr. Gone. Yeah, Antonio Brown's got to be on a short leash right now where they're like, you know what, man, Like, well, let's just do without this guy. Who's going to fill in? Mr. Tyler Johnson coming in. Uh, he'll be in his uh, third year by next year, which is kind of that golden year. We're always looking for wide receivers, especially playing with somebody like a Tom Brady. Uh, I don't – you know, I thought Tom was done, but he doesn't look like he's done anytime soon. No. He's probably going to be there next year. I'm hearing he's playing the best ball of his life. I don't watch him a lot. I don't, you know, it's, I got eight, nine TVs going at once. So it's hard to just watch Tom Brady the whole time, but I'm hearing he's, he's literally throwing the ball he's ever thrown. Uh, best he's ever thrown it. Uh, the one thing he, he, he is lacking is mobility, which makes him uh, not, per, not uh, basically get rid of it a little too quick. Uh, so that's the only negative that people are saying about him is that he's just a little gun shy because he doesn't want to take those hits because he can't really move out of the way. But lately we've been seeing him scramble with that high slide with the, the cleats up. So uh, maybe he's trying to show us that he still has got a little bit in there. But uh, I love that call, Jay. I think uh, AB's not for long. Rumors on the streets is that AB is actually – I mean, these are just rumors, guys, but basically, like, um, they're so upset with everything he's done regarding this whole fake uh, vaccine card um, that they might just kind of be blackballing them internally just so no one else can pick them up. Uh, it's a great idea because if you think about it, Chiefs probably are in a driver's uh, – I'm sorry, Tampa Bay probably in a driver's seat, and anyone that would probably pick them up is someone that they're going to have to go through and compete against. So – uh, they just don't want any, you know, competition on the way to the Super Bowl to get in their way with having uh, AB on the other side of it. So uh, that's just a rumor going around. So if that's true, then he's definitely gone at the end of the year um, because uh, they nothing adds up. He had an injury. He actually came back on the field, played through it six weeks ago, finished the game, and now he's out. He was questionable for the next game, out a week, and then – it just kind of spiraled like into this whole like long-term injury when everyone thinks it's not really legit. So that's just what I've been hearing. All right. I want to touch on also some wide receivers, uh, some more, a couple of uh, pair of wide receivers from the same team that I actually like uh, that maybe just maybe you could make a trade for. Uh, but I think you would have to make this trade immediately after the season to get people when they're down on them. But I like those pair of Broncos wide receivers in Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, because I've got to believe they have to go get a quarterback in the offseason. Right. And, and it could be Aaron Rodgers or Russ. I feel like Denver is like last year's or two years ago, Tampa Bay. When Tom went there, they've got the receivers. They've got the running backs. They just need a quarterback to come save the day. They got a defense. Yeah, I would be uh, going after those receivers. Um, I think Elway and them are going to do everything in their power to get one of the three big quarterbacks. Um, 
so I would I would target. I mean, fuck it, dude. Even um, uh, Tim no, no Patrick. Offense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, he I, he just got a four year deal. Um, they locked up Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutland. Both got new deals. Uh, Jerry Judy's on his rookie deal. Um, so uh, Noah Fant's legit. Albert O's legit. Uh, two good running backs. I mean, dude. I mean, if they got a quarterback, I might be throwing down a little bit of cheese for some Super Bowl odds on these boys next year. Uh, no one likes playing in Denver on the road, mile high, especially in the cold. Uh, literally, quarterback away. Uh, we saw what Peyton did in later in his later years with a stud defense and uh, good uh, Demaris Thomas and good weapons around him. Emmanuel Sanders on that team. But uh, yeah, I think they're quarterback away. And if that's all they need, then you want the pieces around them for sure. When sometimes you're just trying to bet on which offenses are going to be the offenses that are putting up points, right? And which ones can I buy low on right now with the hopes that they may turn around and be better next year? And I think you guys kind of touched on that a little bit, even with backup running backs last episode about just, you know, when you're scooping up these sort of backup running backs, you know, get the ones that are on the good offensive teams, right? So that that way, you know, you don't want some just random backup guy. I mean, just because the starter gets hurt doesn't mean he's going to get all the touches. and doesn't mean that offense is even good enough for him to do well, right? So, Like a good one would be Foreman and Hilliard, you know. Uh, Derrick Henry was on the best running, you know, he's the best running back in the game on a good running team, on a good, good team in general, good offense in general. And they go down and Hilliard and Foreman have been playable, you know. That's a great example. I wouldn't say neither one's a stud. I would say Foreman's been, uh, both of them are about 26. They've both been on the Texans before. Uh, if you go look at the profile picture on Sleeper or ESPN, it's they're wearing the Texans uniform still. Uh, that's how old their pictures are. So, yeah, um, I agree 100% with that. You you don't want to go get uh, Rex Burkhead or David Johnson. You know, you want to go get Hilliard or Foreman. <laughs> you want somebody with a good offensive line yeah. who the running back's already doing good, though. So, yeah. Hines uh, uh, would be a good stash if you think Taylor gets nicked up. I don't think he will. Hines, uh, and even if you, you know, I because mean, – he has two ways of doing it. He could do it on the ground and through the air. So, and it's great O-line. Yeah, no, I think Marlon Mack is a great backup to have. I really still see, I don't see Hines being used as sort of that every down back. I think if, if, Jonathan were to go down, they would definitely do the 50-50 kind of split with more rushing for Marlon, which means no catches, uh, which would be bad. Uh, yeah. And then Hines on that sort of third down roll. But that's a good offensive line. So that's somebody, if you're in the playoffs right now, Jonathan Taylor could get hurt this Sunday, you know, or catch COVID, right? So yep, yep. you might want to be and, looking at that. <laughs> and I like Marlon Mack. He's still got a little tank, a little left in the tank. But just when they have been um, blowing people out, uh, and I don't even know if Marlon was inactive because of the pass catching down roll that Hines in the head. But when they've yeah. been blowing people out, Hines has been getting the fourth quarter stuff. But that's what, what you're saying is if if homeboy's inactive, Jonathan Taylor, yeah, they activate Mac, and then it's a 50-50 out of nowhere. I can definitely see that. Yeah, they've been uh, running with Mac uh, as a healthy inactive because they want that third running back for their yep. special teams. But yep. but yeah, they, they would. Uh, Wilkinson. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, yeah, just a few little dynasty little nuggets. Any other dynasty guys out there you like? I could go into more, but then people would think I was just looking at my own roster. So. <laughs> <laughs> or I could go to my team. <laughs> yeah. So, so nah. guys that you like for 2022, uh, you know, that maybe well, you could buy I, low on. Yeah, uh, I would definitely go buy low on Dobbins and Akers. They're on my team. I haven't got to play them all year. People think they're probably not as good as they once were. They had only second half of a rookie year. Uh, look what uh, Jonathan Taylor is doing this year. You know what I'm saying? Look what Swift was doing before he got hurt. These these second half rookies from last year, uh, they, they really were going to take off this year. And Akers and Dobbins goes down. Gibson's been nicked up. Uh, but Akers and Dobbins, I would, people forget how good they are when they're injured. Plus, you know, I, I'm not just saying this because I own them. I mean, I, I think they're legit, legit running backs on two of the best running offenses we would want. Like you just said, the Colts thing. If you give me a running back that's RPOing with uh, Lamar, Gus the bus is average to b- a little bit above average. I think Dobbins could be elite. And now you put him in that offense, great. You put Acres in that in that sh- in that what what Sony Michelle's been getting in that offense. Acres is better than Sony Michelle, even better. So um, yeah, I like both of those guys for big trade candidates. I like Terry McLaurin. He's not going to have Heineke as his quarterback next year. He is a stud receiver that's being bogged down by Haskins and Heineke. I'm going to repeat that. Haskins and Heineke, neither one should be starting quarterbacks. This guy has not had a legit quarterback yet. So if he gets one, which he should get one, 
uh, even Fitzpatrick comes back next year is better than what he's dealing with. So uh, McLaurin is not crap. I would trade for him. So, I would say that uh, I'm not sure I like any of those three as trade candidates because I feel like I'm going to have to pay a first rounder for, for, for all of those guys. <laughs> though, you know, high price on those. Mm-hmm. I think Dobbins uh, and Akers could be a top seven, eight running back easily next year, and I would pay a number one pick for that. But oh, yeah, again, yeah. I'm projecting. So. Oh, yeah. No, I like Dobbins especially to definitely be a top 10 back for sure. I liked him this year to be a top 10 back. I even liked Gus Edwards to finish as a top 12 yeah. back, you know, but the the cards weren't in it for those Ravens running backs. And look, Devonta Freeman looks good. People people think that he looks good, and, and I just think that that's the Ravens team and offensive yeah. line helping him look good. And if you put a good running back back there, it's going to look even better. We said that on the, uh, I think Rugal said that. He's like, yeah, did you see the fucking holes this dude's running through? <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Everyone's scared of Lamar keeping it. Uh, I mean, Dobbins will take those runs 50 yards instead of 10. That's the difference. Uh, he has 4-4 four, four legit speed. Uh, yeah, big fan of Dobbins. Uh, let's just hope they don't get any more off, uh, off-season off injuries, man. You got to stay healthy when you're training. All right, let's go into uh, DFS. It'd be a lie if I told you that I ever disdain the fortune and fame. But the presence of the pleasure never abstained me from any other pain. When my mother transitioned to another plane, I was sitting on a plane. Telling her to hold on and she tried hard, but she just couldn't hang. Been All right, Trey, uh, first off, for folks who may not know, let's first tell them about uh, your recent winnings that you've come up so they have context for what, what these winnings look like. And then we'll go into sort of the strategy that you're looking at. Uh, and so let's go into uh, the team money tr- yeah. DFS strategy. So when I got kicked out of my mom's house when I was 18 for talking back to her and calling her a bitch, she threw all my shit out in the yard, right? And I was just like, peace out. You know, I wasn't a good kid. I uh, needed to learn a lesson. So uh, this my second uh, family, basically Jared's uh, mom and dad, um, let me move in my senior year and so i moved in with them and scott biggs as we call him which is jared's dad uh, gave me the nickname t money because i always had money because i sold a little bit of weed in high school and he never knew why i always had money but that's the reason i was also a good dishwasher so at Palmer, i can always use a good dish but so I always had a little bit of money and scratch in my back pocket. And so he gave me the nickname T money and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to use it for this one little episode. So this is for you, Scott Biggs, but this is my story. Uh, sold my duplex. I've always played, you know, 10, $20 games. Like we said, I'm always doing the millionaire maker, just throwing 20 bucks away every fucking week. Sometimes I do two or three of them. Uh, so I sold my duplex Got a big chunk of change. I'm looking to buy a condo as we speak. And I'm like, ah, fuck it. Let's put in $300 into DraftKings. Um, but this time, since I had a bunch of money, I was actually going to try a different, the- uh, you know, different theory. Instead of just throwing 20 here, 20 there, and like dwindling it down, I was like, let's let's try to do this differently. So I, what I did is I did two $100 single entry games and two $50 single entry games. And what you can do, folks, is you can go to the filter section on DraftKings under the lobby, click the filter, go down to multiple entry, switch that to single entry. Once you switch that to single entry, you're looking at only a contest where it allows you each individual to put one entry in. So my one lineup against everyone else's one lineup. You know, what we were doing is we were jumping in where you could put in max entries of 150 lineups in these big tournaments. Um, and now your one lineup is going against some dude that has one lineup, some dude that has 20 lineups, some dude that has 150 lineups. And the pros would literally throw 150 in to get all their algorithms, formulas in so they cover all their asses, right? They cover all the guys they like, like the list of 26 to 30 players they like. They just mix them up and throw them all in a different formula. And but so I was the big money. It doesn't allow you to do up to a hundred, right? It's got a smaller cap on it. Right. So, and, and, and the big money also has big caps, but like you said, you just need to go search for the ones I'm talking about. So what I do is I go modify to single entry and I don't fuck around with the double ups. I don't fuck around with the 50 fifties. I don't fuck around with um, cash plays as they call them. Anything where I'm the best case scenario is where I only double my money. 
I don't fuck around with that. Because what I do is I go into single entries and I want to swing for fences. And so I put the $50 one in one. I had four stud lineups, Jason. So I put one stud lineup on the $100 one, one stud lineup on the other 100, one on the 50, one on the 50. So I, I basically just, and all these were, you know, first, uh, basically they had around, you know, two to 4,000 players in each one instead of 200,000 players in each one. So I shrunk the pool down. I put a higher price in. And then what I did was I just put my best lineups in, you know, and I did my four across the board. Uh, I think I made my money back on one. Uh, I think I totally ate, ate shit on two of them. And then this, this, this fourth one is the one where I hit on. And the fourth one where I hit on, I don't know if y'all are familiar, but DraftKings, like if you score over a hundred, if you score 150 to 170 points, that's, that's pretty good to slash average. And then 170 to 200 pretty, pretty good. Anything over 200 is really good. So, and it, and this all fluctuates depending on the outcomes of the week. If it's a high scoring week, a low scoring week, so forth. So what ended up happening was I only scored 157 points and I got fucking uh, second place. Uh, first place was 30 grand. Second place was 15 grand. Third place was uh, 15, uh, five grand. So at five, 15, I'm sorry, hold up, back up. It went, uh, it went five, 15, 50. And at one point, uh, I was in first, thought I was going to win it. And then I dropped to second and then third, then back up to second and everything's bouncing around. But the whole point I don't know if anyone's remembering this, but it was basically three weeks ago and uh, the Cowboys were playing. It was the game that um, uh, Cedric Wilson uh, and Dak, basically, I think it was the game that, which one was that? It was Prescott. I'm, I'm sorry. It was Cooper was out. And so Cedric Wilson was a sneaky play. And sure enough, dude, all I needed Cedric Wilson to do on the last drive was to catch one ball to go from third place to second place. And if he caught the two balls, he would I went from third place to first place. So what he ended up doing was dropping both balls and I and I just stayed where I was and um and I and I finished in third. So basically bad luck. He dropped a touch pass that would have took me from third place to second place. That would have went from 15k to 30k. And then he dropped a 20-yard slant pass over the middle. That would have took me from 20 to 50. So even with bad luck and not a great team, I still, still cashed in $50 ticket for 15 grand. And I was like, holy shit, I almost won 50, but I'm cool with 15, right? We're cool. Next week, I go back, do the same fucking thing, $50, $50, $100, $100. And I stretch my wings out a little farther. I do a couple $200 ones. I probably I probably threw out Jay out of the fifteen grand about two grand and just cast it around my my web as wide as I could and I brought back I would say roughly around fifteen hundred so I lost five hundred dollars didn't have a great week only lost five hundred and you're like only lost five hundred well I mean I got chances to win hundreds of thousands here folks so then the next week I did it again uh, same same philosophy uh, and I had a horrible week horrible week. And I only lost, I think, $300. So, and back-to-back -back horrible, horrible weeks, I lost $800 when I'm putting $2,000 out there. Now, none of these numbers are big. Just hang with me here. And so then the third, the fourth week comes around, and I'm now down from 15K down to, I think, roughly around 13 to 13.5, right? About a K to about 1.5 now. And so then I'm like, all right, what am I going to do this week? Did the same thing I always do. $100 ones, $50 ones. I didn't do, do any of the $200 ones because I got over my skis the week before. And then during the, and then I also do, there's, um, Jason, there's ones that you can do afternoon only. So it's basically the four teams in the afternoon. You can do early only, you know, and click on the featured ones. Those are where the GP, the big uh, tournaments are. And so uh, I'm doing single entry, big tournaments. And I don't care how big the tournament is. I don't give a fuck. If it's single entry, I'm going to enter it. Um, I just got better odds if it's low, lower people. But I'm going to hit bigger money if it's if it's more people. Well, so I want to get into more of the strategy with the games where, where you're only picking between the two teams. That's what, Yeah, that's where I'm going. So so basically, uh, I went down to my boy Artie's house where I won the 15 grand. I need to bring that good luck back. And I did my normal lineups I always do. One of my $100 tickets got second place in one of the smaller tournaments, and I got two grand. 
So with that 2000 profit, um, I literally took that $2,000 that I just won an afternoon and I played this thing called the showdown. This thing called the showdown is when you basically, you have your classic style, which is the normal style we've always played. The showdown's a new thing that came out a couple years back. And what they did was they literally make it where you can play everything in one game. So it's very popular on Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night. Those are the showdown features. Why I keep saying features is because under the features is where you're going to see the big prize pools. You're not, I don't want to fuck with the little minnows. I want to basically, if I finish with a half-ass score, I can still double my money. And if I finish with a kind of good score, I can triple my money. If I finish with a really, really good score, I can take down the whole damn thing. So I've doubled my money in these things with not a great score. I've tripled my money with just a kind of a good score. My whole point is I started getting these showdown things and they were just kicking my ass. And I'm like, man, but I'd always do one only. I'd only put in one lineup for the showdown. The thing with the showdown, Jay, is you have to pick a, you have to pick a captain. And what the captain is, is he's the number one guy at the top of your, 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 your squad. You pick five guys. The captain is going to, he's going to cost 50% more than the rest of your team but he's going to score 50% more than the rest of your players. So you have to get the captain right most often or not. If you don't got the captain right, you're probably not going to be in the contest. So what I was doing was these showdowns, Jay, and I was literally just doing one of them. Uh, they have single entry showdowns, and I do do those. I haven't been successful with them because if you don't get the captain right, you're kind of going to just toss your money to the side. There are situations where you don't get the captain right and you could still win, but it's kind of you needed some things to go your way. So back to my point is that I was like, fuck this. Let's do, let's do something different. So I went to a high uh, showdown uh, that I could get to that had, I think it was uh, max entries around 50, 50 max entries. So you could put up to 50 lineups in this thing. So it's not as big as the millionaire maker where you could put 150 in. And then I found one that I felt comfortable where I could uh, spread my eggs out in one basket. So I did the one. It's called a showdown something, and it's $222 each. So I was like, all right, I got fifteen, I got $13,500 here to play with. Let, how am I going to attack this showdown on a Sunday night? How do I want to attack it? And I said, let me start doing one lineup at $222. let us just see what I like. And then I did another lineup, and then I did another lineup. After about four to five lineups, I'm now into this thing for over 1000 bucks. I'm like, holy shit, I think I've covered – all the scenarios I like with the different captains I like. And I was about six, uh, yeah, about six uh, lineups in. And remind you, the most lineups that can, that can go against me in this scenario, uh, like I said, is like 50. So I was like, all right, what, how crazy do I want to get here? I ended up with 12 lineups, Jason. 12 different lineups where I was like, you know, two different ones with this guy's my captain, two different ones with this guy my captain. You know, and I just had where I felt like I covered all the scenarios where how the game was going to go. This team you covered front. You, you, you covered six different captains though too. So at least like yes. You, yes. You, you're you're hedging your bets a little bit with that and, and that's the kind of key that that we're kind of getting here too with this single game matchup is if you're able to spread it across six different captains like you did but then also still with the same captain change up some of those players and do multiple lineups then you have a better chance. It was Adams as my captain. And when you pay for Adams yeah. as your captain, he's normally like, let's just call it 10K. So you got to make oh, yeah. him 15K, right? Because he's your captain. You're 50% more. So now I'm like, God damn, where am I going to like save all this money up? I just literally made the most expensive guy my captain. So then I like, the first thing I do is go look for my two cheap guys that I can feel I like can uh, exceed their value, their money. And the guys that I really, really liked with Allen Robinson underachieving was Demari uh, Bird and Grant. They traded for Grant, and if you've been watching his numbers lately, he's been getting higher snaps percentage. He uh, he he can return a kick for a touchdown. Um, the week before, he got 14.7 before I played him, and he's just been trending in the positive direction, and he's fucking fast as hell in general. And then the next guy was De Jakeem Greta for the Bears. They just got him from Miami. And then Demir Bird. These guys were roughly around 2 to 2.4K 2. each. I mean, they're, they're just the, the cheap. So I like both of them, so I put them in. Of course, I had to put Aaron Rodgers in, right, to throw it. If you have – you got to think of correlation. Like if Adams goes off, Rodgers probably going to go off. So you got to put Rodgers in if, if you have Adams in, most likely, um, unless he only throws three touchdowns and they're all to Adams and he does no other thinking else, right? But that's very rare. So I did Adams, Rodgers, Grant, Bird. And then 
This is where it got hard. Jakeem Grant. I had about four Jakeem to five Grant for the over. Bears. I'm in no man's land, folks. I'm too, I'm too expensive for the cheapies, the two to three grand guys. I'm too cheap for the six to seven cheap. grand guys. I'm literally in no man's land. So what you're looking at in that four to five K range usually is kickers and defenses. And this is, and, and, and I'm going to back up, I'm back up. And Alan Lazard was the other guy. So this is what I did. I picked Green Bay D thinking Fields going to Green Bay. Fields is a little rocky as a rookie. They're going to get a couple stacks, maybe a pick. If they get a pick six, even better, right? Well, I did Green Bay. If I would have picked Adam Lazard, Alan, ah, I can't talk, Alan Lazard over Green Bay, I would have had the 50 grand instead of 15 grand. That's what won the 50 grand. So it's just, it's small things like this, guys. And um, can't complain. Um, but again, I had 12 lineups out there. Uh, one won me money. And then three others got me my money back. Literally got me my money back. So I only lost money on three, four, eight. And so I know it's eight times 200, 1600. But I won, you know, 15 plus I won. Yeah, almost 16 grand. So um, and then what I did is I took all those $220 lineups and I put them in the cheap little $15 one. This is the, it's the, they call it the millionaire maker for the showdown, Jay. And my little $15 one made $800 because I basically just took all 12 that were in the $222 one and just put them in the little $15 one thinking if one hit, I could hit the million, right? And those little cheapies won me some money as well. So what I'm trying to say, folks, is you don't have to do the $222 one on these showdown. On these showdown ones, you could do any of them you want. My only recommendation, I'm getting a little far off the mic, my bad. The only recommendation I make if you do do the showdown is that you cover every scenario that you like. Not that what you, you know, that you like. Like sometimes I do 20 lineups. It, it all determines when I'm out of scenarios. So like, for example, tonight we're watching the Chargers and the Chiefs. I got 18 different lineups tonight going because Eckler, I don't know if he's going to be the man. I don't know if Jim Jackson's going to be the man. Shit. I don't know. You know, what I'm trying to say there's, there's a lot more with these two high power. To- right, right, right. And so like when you feel like this is I've covered my basis, it could stop at eight. It could stop at 10. It could stop at 12. So it's, it's all up to it's all subjectively up to you. And you just got to kind of go with your gut. But man. Try doing the little, you know, little $5 one, little $10 one, and just try to put in, you know, 10, 15, 20 entries, spread it out because you're going to hit on two or three of those captains and you're going to easily get your money back. I told my brother, uh, what was the game that just happened with Arizona, Kyler Murray and them? I had Christian Kirk, Jason, in all of mine. I had no AJ Green, no AJ Green at all. I had 20 lineups in, uh, which came out to a little over four grand. And this is how I won the the, the 50 grand um, is that I had them all in there and I was like, all right, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. And all of a sudden I wasn't even having a good fucking week at all. But one of mine actually hit with the captain and the whole formula I put in. And um, what ended up happening was I had Justin Fields in my play and I called or texted Jared right away. I was like, dude, these bears are getting the onside kick. I'm already in third place. I got 15K locked up. If, if, the, if they get the onside kick and Justin Fields gets the ball back somehow, the two guys above me at 50K and 100K do not have Justin Fields. So if, if somehow fucking the Bears get this onside kick, Justin Fields, all he has to do is throw or run the ball at all, and I jump in the second. And then if he scores a touchdown, I jump in the first. Well, of course, they get the onside kick. He runs for like 10 or 20 yards. That gets me 15 grand. So I go from 15 grand to 30. So I'm locked for 30 no matter what with a chance to win 100K. And then all of a sudden, he throws a deep ball. I think it was to Damari Bird, and it gets broken up. And I was shaking in my chair, Jay, because if he catches that ball, I get 100 grand. And he basically breaks it up, blah, blah, blah. Next pass is a pick. Fields gets a pick, but I'm up more than two, so I stay in the second spot. Boom. Boom, I won my 50 grand. So um, then that was, uh, that was uh, what was that? That was uh, Thursday night. And then Sunday night, I run back again, try to do it all over again. Oh, no, that was Sunday night. I'm sorry. I'm getting my nights confused. That was Sunday night, 150 grand. So Monday night, I get all my eggs, put them all in a basket, about 18 different lineups, you know, roughly about uh, four grand out there, something like that. And Jay, I, I don't have any AJ Green, none. 
AJ Green had to be your captain. I didn't have him even in my regular lineup. No AJ Green shares at all. I had Christian Kirk everywhere. I had AJ Green because I'm just not a big believer in AJ Green. That's my fault. I did not spread my eggs out. This I should have got burned. Somehow my four grand still won me eight hundred dollars. Like I profited eight hundred because I had enough spread out where a couple other lineups hit without AJ Green. And that's what I'm well, trying sure. to say. And, and, and everybody here is going to be picking players that either could hit or don't hit. But I think the I think the thing to take away is those single game matchups. You have an opportunity if you can to try to put in a few lineups with a few different captains, so that at least you cover all your bases. Give yourself a better chance to win. Then. All right. Good luck to everybody in this week 15. Trey, good luck to all of your DFS and your teams this weekend as well. People got to get championships here. Yeah, and we're watching the game right now. It just started. Um, you know, very nervous. It's like a lottery every night for me now because I literally throw four to five grand down. Um, I took 300, turned it into 45K. So I feel like it's, it's okay to do this, even though it feels so risky. Um, I'm having good success. Good luck with it. Um, so uh, let's see what happens. But if, uh, if Austin Eckler goes off, I'm fucked because I don't have him in one of my 18 lineups. So uh, just too expensive. 10,200 on a showdown um you can't really fit in any of the studs that you want and him being at 60 70 percent i just can't trust him so let's hope that austin eckler does not just go crazy tonight <laughs> all right enjoy good luck folks